the community. Inspire Radio. All right, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, this is Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia on Inspire Radio. Our next guest today is a fantastic practitioner and someone, again, with lived experience. For anyone that's out there seeing it, you can clearly tell that we are pretty high on the uh, the lived experience wagon uh, here at Talking Time. And this man is Danny Shannon, or as I was calling him all day today, Danny Shelton, but we'll go into that again in a minute. And Danny is a person who has got extensive lived experience. He um, operates as a practitioner in New South Wales, but has his stretch across the entire world. I was lucky enough to have a listen to Danny talking to a, a, a peer support worker in America, um, a, 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 someone that we both know the other day, and just hearing his inspirational story is someone that we wanted to make sure we got on the first ever uh, Talking Time. And Danny, welcome to Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia. Welcome, Danny. Hey, hey guys. Hey, Lucas. Hey, Alicia. Hey, good to have you on here, brother. Whereabouts in the world are we finding you today, mate? I know you're a busy, busy man working, so whereabouts are we finding you? Brother, thanks for the introduction. It was great to hear you. I'm coming to you guys from Sydney. I'm at work. I work in a, at a, in a drug and alcohol treatment centre here in Glebe, representing um, yeah the Glebe boys. Okay, my man. Now, we're gonna. I know we have lots of people listening. Uh, we just got some numbers through, and the numbers are fantastic to those people who are listening, by the way. But um, we, I know for some of those people, we do have some people with alcohol and drug issues or people that know family members with alcohol and drug issues. Can you give us a little bit of an inspirational story? Tell us a little bit about you and the work that you're doing um, in Sydney and around the world. Yeah. Awesome, Lucas. Look, I can just tell you my story. I guess I don't know how... Um, inspiration it will be. Um, I'm a man in recovery, uh, drug and alcohol free for 11 years, four months and two days. Hey. I actually well done. Woo. Good job, brother. That, that, thank you. Look, that's, uh, I know that number only because of sort of a fellowship and a community that I'm involved in where we sort of just keep track of that stuff. And I do that stuff just to sort of keep myself accountable. And, mate, I'm ultimately very proud of of what I've achieved, you know? Mate, yeah. And, and it's, it's so strong that you, you, you're saying that, man, because um, there's so many people out there that have, you know, that, that these these things that, that, that get them, you know, they, these things that get hold of them and that they struggle to manage and deal with. How did you, and it's obviously a loaded hard question, but how'd you, how'd you do it, man? How'd you beat it? How did you beat the thing that was, was kicking your ass? Well, it's a great question. Look, I spent 17 years um, between the age of, I think 14 and 33, using and abusing, um, and it started off slow. Like, I'm not going to give you the long story here. It started off slow with a bit of pot, a bit of alcohol, um, maybe a, a dabble in LSD and some amphetamines, but it progressed pretty quickly to heroin by the age of 16. I can basically tell you, like, the next 15 years was just a whole heap of pain, hurt, misery, and, look, a lot of bloody good times too, I guess, Lucas. Um, I got myself into a lot of trouble, and I've been listening to parts of the show. You guys are doing a great job. Um, and I spent, um, you know, most or a good part of the time between 28, uh, 18 and 28 locked up, um, you know, in, in just the local jails here around Sydney and maybe a little bit um, outside of that. Um and 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 at the age of thirty three, I after probably 
a good, and I'm, I'm not lying to you, probably a good 50 rehabilitation attempts. And when I say rehabilitation, I'm talking about, you know, like 20, 30 admissions to detoxes, uh, short-term rehabs. That um, And I was just never, ever serious about doing it. You know, I, I always identify as having this beautiful, loving mum who um, was always there to kind of um, support and push me to, to get clean and sober, but, you know, it doesn't really matter how much anyone else wants me to change. Like, I was never ready for it until, you know, the 15th of September 2009 when I I um, I put down the drugs. And I, you know, at that point, I remember um, there, was, there, was this, there was this time I was in the last rehab that I ever did, which is Glebe House, that's where I'm at work right now. So I work in the same treatment centre that I went through oh, wow. um, 11 years, four months. Hey, it, it's, it's awesome, bro. Like I'm, I sit on the other side of the desk, you know, today. But I remember um, like oh, they, it was Christmas time, you know, um, and I remember they let me go home to see my family and, this is why we don't let people go home to see the family because <laughs> I made a stop off at Cabramatta on my way way there because and it, it's like I was going to throw it all away. Or I had 60 days up and I was going to throw it all away and it, just for some reason I, I wasn't able to get on. Like, God, it's, just, it's shameful even saying that. Like, um, I wasn't able to to score and, um, and I went on and seen my family and I came back the next day and I, I thought, you know what, well, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go up the cross and I'll get on up there. And um, I, I remember looking across the road and seeing the, the 433, which is the bus back to Glebe House, or I could walk up to the cross. And I made this decision uh, for the first time in my life, the decision that I'd heard many people talk about, and it was this idea, like, just don't pick up. You can't get stoned if you, if you don't have the first <laughs> drug, you know, and I... I got on the bus and I went back to rehab, mate. Right. So, um, yeah, I love telling that story, actually. I love it. I love the fact that you can remember the bus number and the fact that you're <laughs> sitting there doing it, man, and it's like, it, it's it's gold. <laughs> well, Lucas, to my credit, um, the bus is still the same number. I have <laughs> from town all to Glee, you know? Hey, Danny, do you think yeah. your previous experience helps you become more relatable while you're working uh-huh. there now? 100%. Look, just a, a plug for Glebe House. Like our our staff here are all mostly ex-residents of this place. Um, we are addicts supporting addicts um, and I think absolutely. So all of our staff are in recovery as well. So, um, And that's not to say anything, um, you know, against anyone else who's, who's not in recovery treatment, but... In this in this field right here in this service, um, that's just how we do it. Hey, so tell me tell me something here, man. Like if if we've got someone who's listening and um, they're online and they're, they're they've got a problem or they've got an alcohol or drug issue and they're really struggling at the moment, what yep. is what's the next step? What's the first step for them? Obviously, that they might have their you know bust a glebe moment where they can see something where they go to Northbridge here in Perth and 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 score, or they go down to the local 
you know, local park and get something organised or they, they head home to a loved one. Now, obviously, there is some practitioners here that we're going to get involved in the, in the program in the coming weeks. But what can you suggest to someone with extensive lived experience that is that is turn this thing around? Give us some pearls of wisdom, brother, for the people that are listening to this thing. Man, uh, you know, the first thing that comes up for me, and it's something, an all too familiar story that I hear that people don't know about all the services available. Like, we also hear that there's not enough, okay? It's not my experience. I'm surrounded and I make referrals every single day. So don't be afraid, I think, first of all, just to, to type it into Google, mate, like where to get help for, for drug addiction, you know? And a couple of things will come up that I would certainly highlight, and I'm talking about, like, the 12-step fellowships. Um, I believe, and I say this to every poor bloke that's out there in their early days, like one, two, three, maybe seven days clean, I say to every single one of them, you need to get rehab. And it's because I needed to be locked up and away from society for a, a good solid three months in a supportive environment where I could learn to live, basically. You know, like, when I put down the drugs, like... And seven days later about, the detox is over. I don't have a problem with drugs, actually. I've got a problem with life, mm. you know. Yeah. That's my problem. My problem's with life. I've had no idea how to interact with people. Oh, my God, I was horrible at interacting with people in the early days. I had no idea. You know, they, there's this thing, a feelings chart. You know what a feelings chart is. It's got 50 little pictures of different faces and it's got an expression underneath it. I needed to look at a feeling chart to, to maybe pick out one of those things that I was feeling because I had no idea. I had been numbed. I had my security blanket on, which is uh, 13 years of methadone. I was stoned for the last 13 years um, of my of my using, you know, yeah. constant on the methadone. So you can imagine getting one day clean, mate, it all just hit me like a ton of bricks. All this stuff people had been talking about, anxiety, fear, sadness. I had none of those feelings until I really got one day clean and it just all hit me. That's like, so, Yeah, so sorry, to answer your question, this, I believe uh, my experience that there's a lot of help out there, you know, um, and all it might take is doing a little bit of research or reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to um, steer you in the right direction. How do we do that, Danny? How do we uh, how do we reach out to you via – don't give us your mobile. We'll put that up on our Facebook page. But what would be a website or a place that, that people can get onto you if they uh, want some advice? <laughs> Actually, Lucas, amazingly, I've had an incredible 12 months with um, some media attention. If you typed in my name, Danny Shannon, into Google, I, 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 yeah, you'll definitely find me there. I love or, it. Or if you um, hit me up on LinkedIn under Danny A. Shannon, um, you'll find all my information and all the stuff I'm able to help you with, uh, with there, you know. Beautiful. We're going to put uh, we're going to put your details up online, but can you hang around with us, man, for a break? Because we want to hear about this uh, great program that you're running called Encapsulator, and we want to sure. talk about that after the break. Are you all right to hang around so we play a song? I'd love to, Lucas. Mate, we have, funnily enough, and it's a really a terrible segue, but the person that has messaged us in, his name's OD, believe it or not. We're talking about drugs, and his <laughs> name's OD. And we're going to put uh, OD's uh, requested um, some kiss. So we're going to put on some kiss, and we'll uh, be back with our uh, great, great friend of the show, Danny Shannon, very shortly. Welcome back to Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia. We have Danny Shannon on the line. Uh, Danny, how are you going? Hey, Alicia, I'm good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not too bad. Hey, Denny, tell us a bit more about how your lived experience has uh, helped point you in the direction of starting the project of Encapsulator. Yeah, thank you. Um, look, Encapsulator, okay, um, just to, to give you a bit of information, we're, we're a web platform where who provide time capsule video messages to your future self, right? So what happened, right? I'm sitting here in my office right where I am now um, on my five-year milestone. As you could imagine, right, like turning five years clean from that carnage of my past was a, was a huge moment. Mate, yeah? that's it's one of the... It's one, it's one of those milestones that you really sort of knock me on my feet. And I remember sitting here thinking, I wonder what I was like when I entered this place. You know, like what was I thinking? How was I feeling? And I just came up with this little idea to record a video message to myself in the future for my 10-year milestone, right? I did a I did a little bit of research on some questions that you know, were answered into those old school time capsules. I, I had my camera ready and I printed out these questions and I started answering these questions um, to, to my future self on camera, right? Now, first of all, it was the most unique and weirdest experience I'd ever had done. Like no one, well, I suggest not many people have sat down before a camera and talked to themselves in the future. So what I found was in doing this process, it was really nice for starters, okay? I started talking about some stuff from the questions I had that I'd never spoken about, you know? Like there was a question like, tell me about your loved one. So I had this ability to start expressing myself like live on camera, talking to myself in the future without any fear of judgment. You know, it was so therapeutic. I found myself like um, getting quite emotional. And in fact, I've got a video out there in some of my marketing stuff that documents my first video. I looked quite different um, five years down the track too. Did you and have hair? I did it. <laughs> this is a man. Do you know what? Every person that we've had on so far, all three of the guys and me, here. I think, uh, I honestly think that man, maybe every crew's bald. Is that, <laughs> is that where it's at? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, nah, I had no hair, mate. It's funny because that question came up over the shift with the boys too. They were, were talking about me having hair back then. Mate, um, so look, basically, fast forward um, six or seven years, I. I, I then, as I was recording this video to my future self, too, I thought this would be a mad tool for all of my clients that come through Glebe House to record messages of love and hope to their future self. You know, like if you can imagine, like in a counseling session, we have a front, you know, like in a meeting, account with a counselor, your case manager, you always got some type of front and ego attached. This, this idea and our time capsule videos give people this ability to completely drop their ego, um, you know, drop the front and start communicating um, in a loving and hopeful way to their future selves. It's an accountability tool as well, you know, the guys that, and we've documented over 250 um, videos of boys coming through Glebe House over the last seven years and the feedback as they come out of that room is, is always the same. The boys tell me how it was such a a nice process that they got a little bit emotional and quite therapeutic, mate. So yeah, we got a we got a, a web platform now. We provide uh, time capsule videos, allowing individuals to reflect on their present moment and record their hopes, 
their dreams and their future aspirations, locked away in this secure, time-locked vault, waiting to be discovered at a date that you choose in the future, mate. I think the key in what you are talking about right now, Danny, um, hopefully I'm right, is looking at placing that accountability on oneself. Is that correct? Look, that's one one element of it for sure. Like one of the bits of feedback we get often is like, you create that video to your future self, right? Say it's just six months down the track, Alicia, and you knowing that that video is coming in six months helps give you that little extra push to obtain your goals because you know that you're going to be watching that video and you're going to be thinking, well, did I achieve it? So it just it stays in the back of the mind of what you said, but more so in the recovery field. I think it's more about this ability to measure our growth. You know, so often the boys come into me and they say, Danny, you know, like, when's things going to get better? Like, I haven't changed. And these days I can go, well, actually, you know, Scott, you have changed. Yeah. Why don't you go take a look at the video and how far you've come? And it's then that people are really able to sort of, you know, track how far they have come. I hear, tell us again, how do people find out about Encapsulator? What's your website for Encapsulator so people can hit you up and uh, and, and, and start using your services if uh, if they see the need? Yeah, cheers. Mate, um, the website is encapsulator.io, um, but once again, all of my stuff, and I'm quite um, active on, on the LinkedIn platform or Facebook, I've got a, an Encapsulator uh, Facebook page too. Um, you can find out all those details, but the, the, the link is encapsulator.io. Encapsulator.io. It's pretty easy to find. We've just had a quick look ourselves now. So Encapsulator and it'll come up first um, nice and easy. Yeah. Once again, um, I've been blessed um, with a, lot, with a bit of media attention over the last um, 12 months and it's built right. It's really built up my SEO. Hey, can I leave you for a little story about Purse? Go, brother. Go, brother. Hit mate, us up. Mate, in 2003, I escaped from a... Uh, Silverwater Jail. Um, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, you'll find this um, online as well. And I escaped from Silverwater Jail, right? And um, I had a bit of cash stashed outside, right? So I, I had this – I had enough money to get myself away, but I, I had to get out of Sydney because I thought New South Wales coppers wouldn't follow me to Perth, right? So I got on a plane with my pregnant – um, girlfriend, that's the mother of my son. And let me mention, I've also got a beautiful three and a half year old daughter, Amalia. Right, Amalia. but anyway, Mate, Amalia, this is a message to you, Amalia. Your dad has is amazing. When you listen to this down the track, is he has screwed up, turned it around, and you couldn't have a better dad, mate. You are a lucky girl. I think she knows it, Lucas. Trust me, like that. That kid gets yeah. Anyway, mate, um. I, I ended up getting making it to Perth six days late. I, I escaped on the 6th of February 2013, uh, or was it? No, 2003, sorry. And I got caught by New South Wales coppers who came to Perth. They ripped me out of a hotel room on Valentine's Day. This is a quite a romantic story <laughs> with my partner. Um, naked, out beside the pool, cuffed me and sent me back to Sydney, mate. So, yeah, Perth, Perth has its um, memories for me, mate. 
Hey, Danny, we want to thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been brilliant getting to know you, your background and um, the support you have available. Um, we'd love to have a chat to you in the future, so we'll have to look at team something up there. Um, thanks again, sure. Danny. No worries, Alicia. All right, we're going to duck off to a song. Cheers. For the community, Inspire Radio.